0: Welcome to the Tash Show podcast,
1: and my favorite story of the day has to be the Tokaroo Dev. <laughs> There's a guy named uh, Mark
2: Scott. He is accused a uh, TVO of being quote a little bullyish uh, because TVO sent him a cease and desist notice for his uh, parody costume imitating Pokaroo. He has created Tokaru, a creature that looks a lot like Polkaroo. Only he has a joint
1: and some red eyes. Yeah, and this is uh, this has got to be the top Canadian Halloween costume of 2018.
2: I just love the idea. Like of the Tokaru is great. But the idea that TVO is a bully? TV Ontario. <laughs> well, they seem pretty laid back over there. It's so
3: stupid because they don't, they probably, I don't know for sure, but I highly doubt they have legal grounds
1: to stop this person. It's a parody. He's not using it as a mascot for his marijuana dispensary or anything like that. It's just a costume he likes to wear at rallies and, mm-hmm. and things. Yeah, he, the
2: he's, he, I mean, he... I don't. I don't know what the legal grounds is, but he did say any similarities are purely coincidental. <laughs> well, <that's> <laughs> just, <laughs> just looks
1: like Pokaru. Yeah, it looks like Pokaru. Almost has the exact same
2: name. Tokaru looks like Pokaru, even if you know he's been you know on a two-week uh, bender in. Uh, well, I guess in Ontario now. I, th- I think Australia should send a cease and desist to TVO saying stop ripping off
3: our kangaroos because <laughs> that's all they did, right? You is that what Pokeroo is? I guess. Pokeroo. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a kangaroo. A
1: kangaroo. <laughs> <What did you laughs> well, he's green, though. Like yeah, oh, yeah. Well,
3: any similarities to a
1: kangaroo are does purely Pokeru coincidental. <laughs> Pokeroo doesn't have a pouch, though, does he? I, I, not that he'd pull things out of or she would pull things out of. I don't know which Pokeroo. Pokeroo. Not that it gender matters when it comes to Pokeroo.
3: Yeah, who are we to assume here? But, uh, Mm.
1: You see anything? I don't see a pouch. There's a belly, like a circular belly, but that's about it. TVO trying to intimidate and strong arm this poor guy from wearing his Tokaroo costume in public. If you don't stop wearing that costume, I'm going to strangle you with the strap on this tote bag. <laughs> <laughs> and if you call now, you'll get a second tote bag and a DVD.
4: <laughs>
1: there is no way that the people who created the Pokeroo were not smoking marijuana in the <laughs> 70s. Oh, the, of course they were. <laughs> Any similarities between Pokeroo and Tokaroo completely coincidental. Same goes with the Tokaroo's theme song. Have you heard it, Dev? I have not. Okay. So this is the Polka Dot Door theme song. And then Tokaroo's theme song, completely different. The Polka Dot Door, the Polka Dot Door. Crush that blunt at the Polka Dot Door. (laughs) We've got Kush and Indica and so.
0: Dot door. Are you ready for predictions with the twins and David Peacock? The three-year-old boys and he sent out the size be like a cinder block? It's time to double your pleasure and double your fun with Colin and Cole the sons of Andrea Dunn.
1: Yes what are we heading into here? Is it week eight already? Week eight here we go. Time for some twin picks with Devin Peacock versus Andrea Dunn, who does the afternoon show here on FM 96. Her twin boys, three-year-olds Colin and Cole. And as always, the twins get to go 1st see what they have to say this week.
4: Good morning, Cass. Hello. My name is Colin, and I got a uh, cotton candy lollipops online. mine. School teacher named Miss Whitehead. Nice. All right, you guys ready to do your week eight picks? Who do you think for tonight? Miami Dolphins or the Houston Texans? Dolphins or the Texans? The Texans. This game on Sunday is in England. Who lives in England? <sighs> Minions. Yeah, well, you got me there. I guess they do. Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. or the Jacksonville England. Jaguars? The Jaguars. Dag- Dagwars. Okay. On Sunday, the Colts or the Raiders? The Raiders. The Colts. Mm. Which one? Colts. All right. And then Sunday night, the Saints or the Vikings? The Vikings. The Vikings. Good job, guys. Okay. Monday night football. New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills. The Patriots or the Bills? The Bills. But Buffalo Bears wow. Are we sure about that one? Yeah but Buffalo Bears That's a, a risky pick We're gambling here in week 8 You guys happy with these picks? Yeah Have a good week See you later
1: Bye Colin and Cole Congratulations on your cotton candy lollipop Dev Who are you going with this week? Uh, we've, got, so we've got some similar picks uh, I go to Houston over
2: Miami uh, Jacksonville always does well in England So uh, I'm going to go there. Uh, I just The Raiders are trading everyone away, so I'm going to go with the Colts. But I'm going with New Orleans over Minnesota, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm going to take
1: New England over Buffalo. As much as it pains you, as much as you hate to cheer for the Patriots, especially over your team, the Buffalo Bills.
2: As much as I'm suspicious that Colin and Cole might have some inside information (laughs) to pick the Bills over the Patriots.
1: Yeah. Desperate times call for desperate measures. The Twins are up. One week on you here, so you got to make up some ground. If you want to check out all the Twin Picks, you need help making your pro line this weekend, you can find them online, Taz Show blog, at fm96.com.
2: told,
3: suspicious uh, packages, CNN, evacuate immediately. The lights shut off. We
4: walked down six flights of stairs. We're out
1: here. Talking about these bombs that were sent to a bunch of Democrats in the United States yesterday, including Clinton's, Obama's. You had CNN getting a package. And this morning we f- were finding out that Robert De Niro may have been sent one of these devices as well, Dev. Yeah,
2: the New York City uh, Police Bomb Squad has removed a package that was sent to his office in uh, Manhattan. The CNN offices are also in Manhattan, by the way. It's not confirmed. that This is uh, absolutely linked to the seven other packages that have been received and have been confirmed by the FBI. Is all been linked. But uh, there are multiple reports about how it does appear like the... Similarities in the packaging lot and of stuff like that.
1: Have you seen... The, so the packaging, whoever did this, they printed off labels... They taped them to manila envelopes, inside the envelopes, pipe bomb. Now, none of the bombs went off. We don't know of the capability there for the bombs to go off existed, but we do know that they were packed and they the FBI has confirmed that they were explosive devices. We just don't know if they had detonators on them, right, Yeah,
2: you, you could theoretically arm them and, and
1: detonate them. Yeah, we just don't know if they were armed. We don't know if this was done with the intent to harm. We don't know if it was done with the intent to scare these people. But they were bombs sent in the mail. And it's a pretty dumb thing to do if you were just trying to scare people you send these bombs to former presidents of the United States basically that's a felony yeah whatever whatever you're trying to do you're going to be punished the same
2: well, I was listening to an interview that a former head of the Secret Service had did. So, like the FBI takes the lead on this, but the ATF comes in; they can look at, they can take apart these bombs. They'll find out where they were purchased and they'll trace them back. And he, so he said, you know, within like three weeks, they'll know, at the late absolute latest, they'll know who this person. Like, is. Like
3: because the the piping used or the the caps have like a symbol on them or something Cereal, like that? that serial, serial numbers, numbers? so okay. they'll trace
2: them back to where they were sold. They'll go to the place where they were sold. They'll figure out who hmm. uh, sold them. And they'll trace it back from there.
1: And if that doesn't work, they can trace the Larry the Cable Guy stickers that were stuck on the bombs. Yeah, that's kind of weird. They say get or done, but they look um,
3: kind of like an, an ISIS flag with that kind of wavy type of font. It's a it's a spoof, obviously. It's yeah. like the
1: redneck version of the ISIS flag. which Which makes me believe more
3: that they didn't want the bombs to go off or weren't intended to because that sticker would be destroyed and nobody would have seen that sticker, right? Like, what was the point of even putting it on there?
1: Maybe. Kind of odd. But you think about during wartime, people write things on bombs. Easter eggs for Hitler. Knowing they're going (laughs) to explode, right? So maybe it wasn't for the people that were receiving the bombs. It was something that was done for the guy who was sending the bombs. We don't know. Again, we don't know if these things were ever meant to go off. Uh, Looking at them, though... Yeah, pretty scary. Well, they
3: kind of, I don't, like, anything that looks like a bomb is obviously scary, but they do look comically like movie bombs, because there's a red and a black wire that goes in, and there's a clock on the front of it, which, I was reading a New York Times article, and a bunch of uh, bomb experts were weighing in, and they go, that's what a fake bomb looks like. Like, if somebody knows how to make a bomb, they don't put a digital clock on the front of it. It's—it Sometimes it's a cell phone that you'll call, uh-huh. and then the cell phone will trigger something. So or it, there'll
1: be a spring loaded, so when the yeah. package opens, the bomb explodes. That sort but, of thing.
3: But the bombs, the pipes themselves, did have broken glass and some sort of pyrotechnic incinerate, like some sort of accelerant in them, or something like that. So, who's to say what capability they really, truly had?
2: Well, you go back. I mean, with the Unabomber, that was the where you open it and boom, it goes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, like, uh, and in this case, like for the Maxine Waters, it was uh, they were caught at uh, like the sorting facility in Los Angeles. Um, before they even got to her, they were addressed to her. So in in some cases, like, it's just the postal services that's intercepting these, seeing them,
1: and and putting them aside. And if this was politically motivated, you think about that, you're sending bombs in the mail. They could go off, they could kill postal workers who have the same political beliefs as you. It's just a a stupid thing, obviously, to do. And I think no matter what side of the aisle you're on in the United States, you got to admit, sending bombs in the mail is pretty dumb. Oh, it's as f- it's as far away from <laughs> civil as you could
3: get. It's it, whether they're going to blow or not is just uh, it's 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 terrorism.
1: We are getting messages from people who support Donald Trump. Trump yesterday came out and he said the right thing. He said the country needs to unite and this can't go on. Uh, in the past, he has uh, been very critical. To put it kindly, he of, called the media the enemy of the state. He called the media the enemy of the state. For example, he's he's dumped on the Clintons, the Obamas. Uh, Mexican waters, Robert De Niro. Suggested violence in some cases, but now he is saying that um, the country needs to unite. And it'll be interesting to see if his actions follow up those words yesterday, but it, it is the right thing to say. And yeah, there's crazy people. And this is a message we're getting. It's like, well, what about when a Democrat shot up Steve Scalise? Well, we didn't condone that. We didn't say that was a good idea. It was terrible. There's crazy people with all sorts of different political views. But just because something else happened doesn't mean you can't admit, hey, this guy's a bad guy and he doesn't represent me, even though I support the president of the United States. I mean, there's crazy people
2: and, and angry people on the left and the right of the political spectrum. But when you're looking at the media landscape in the United States, in particular, and who's angry and who's you know spouting off violence, it's not MSNBC, it's not CNN, it's Fox News, and it's Breitbart. I mean, it's it is what it is. Yeah. Watch. What, watch, about, what about what Hillary Clinton says? Now's the time not f- to be civil. The only thing the
3: Republican Party. Um, Understands his strength is that a call for violence or no, is that just no. that's, I, that's stand all, up and, I'm well, just playing it, devil's advocate. You, you could you could try and make that argument. It doesn't seem productive, I would say. But well, I mean, we always well, it, play
2: this, this. There's this false like equivalency where like the Democrats and the Republicans are equally as offensive. I, I think for the for the people who are like not even the Republicans but the this side of far yeah, the far right, far far right wing.
1: Far, far right wing of the Republicans, they they get off on this stuff, kind of. And I'm sure there are some Democrats who get off on it, too. Well, there was one that shot,
2: I mean, Steve Scalise, he was a Bernie Sanders guy. I mean, there's obviously yeah. the guys everywhere, but...
1: Totally, really- it doesn't make one right that because it happened on the other side. So, yeah... The conspiracy theories, it's amazing how quickly they, they start up when something like this happens. And the memes, like who is just sitting at their computer waiting for news like this to break and then all of a sudden there's like 150 memes with these conspiracy theories online. Yeah. Like that. And, and don't get me wrong,
3: I love a good conspiracy theory, but when it comes down to it, the simplest answer is most commonly the correct one. And this one most likely is probably an extreme right
2: winger trying to threaten... Left wingers, someone who feels threatened um, by based on all the what the, all the information they've consumed, they feel they maybe their president Donald Trump is. I, I don't know. We don't know if Trump's assault, involved, but all his his targets have been sent pipe bombs here. So you might have someone who feels threatened and they want to they want to protect their president, they want to protect their people, they want to do whatever and 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 scare people.
0: The full weight of our government is being deployed to conduct this investigation and bring those responsible for these despicable acts to justice and I just want to tell you that in these times we have to unify, we have to come together.
1: Well, this is going to be a fun weekend for people who like to wear costumes, Jim. Halloween, Yeah. double whammy with London Comic Con going on. Love it. So you can cosplay during the day, Halloween party at night. And there's a lot of great guests coming to town, including the most dangerous man in the world, who you are going to be doing a Q&A with tomorrow, Friday night. Yeah, Ken Shamrock. He's a
3: UFC legend, a WWE legend, all-around super interesting and intimidating guy.
1: <laughs> Big time. But
3: yeah, I'll be sitting down with him for like 45 minutes uh, Friday night uh, at 650
1: that's at the Western Fair Agriplex. It's going to be a ton of fun. A lot of guests from shows like Sons of Anarchy, Star Trek: The Next Generation, Star Wars. If you're a fan of pop culture, you got to go to London Comic Con. We had a chance to uh, get Ken Shamrock on the show a couple weeks back, and he looks scary, but he seems like a pretty down-to-earth guy. From
4: Sacramento, California, we needed 243 pounds. Ken Shamrock.
0: I can come back there find your little punk, Uh-oh. drag you into this swing, and beat you like the stepchild that you are. Oh, he's in a zone, Yeah, twilight zone.
1: Hello. Hello, we're looking for Ken Shamrock. You found him. <laughs> Ken, how are you? It's Taz and Jim at FM 96 in London, Ontario. How you guys doing? We're doing good, man. We're excited that we got uh, the world's most dangerous man on the show. This is uh, great. I appreciate you guys having me. And we're more excited that you're coming to London for Comic-Con October 26th to the 28th. That's going to be a good time.
0: That'll be a blast.
1: Ken Shamrock, this, this guy, Jim, I know you've followed his career as well. He is, for people who don't know, he is one scary dude. I can remember Ken... Being in the basement of my buddy's house when I was in high school, someone would pull out a VHS tape. They're like, you guys got to see this. It's called the UFC.
0: Well, that was... Back in the day, it was bare knuckle, and there was no rules, anything goes, and you fight four guys in one night. I know it was it was like the as
1: for a bunch of guys in London, Ontario, living in the suburbs, it was as close as we could get to being in like a movie where you're in one of those clubs, like uh, blood the, sport. Oh, you know, like a blood sport! We couldn't believe what we were seeing, man.
0: What we would do is go into each uh, city or each state, and we would get a license to do an event. And um, that event then would be covered. Um, they'd have to go out and find insurance and someone to cover it. And you know, uh, as you know, with Bob Mayowitz, he was always in and out of court. Sometimes they wouldn't let us have it there. Sometimes we had to fly to another city in, in that morning to set up and have the show that night. It was it really was a circus because it was nothing ever for certain because it wasn't a sanctioned or legal event going into these different cities and states. So we had to really, um, we had to improvise a lot.
1: And that was before weight classes as well.
0: Well, that was that was an open weight class. Anything goes. Two guys lay in the ring and one guy walked out.
1: Was it like no fish hooking? There was like two or three, no eye gouging, or could you eye gouge?
0: Well, here's how it worked. It was, no, it was supposed to be no eye gouging. And no groin shots,
1: uh-huh.
0: but it didn't mean that you were you would lose the fight. They would just like you know they fine you. But it was only fifteen hundred dollars when you first went in, right? Yeah. But if you won the fight, you got three grand. So they would penalize you a thousand dollars if you got fouled in one of those. But you could still win the fight with the foul.
1: Is that all you would get back then? Three thousand dollars to put yourself through that?
0: Well, if you won the whole thing, it was fifty. And even then, you know, winning four fights in one night, for fifty grand wasn't much.
1: I didn't realize that for a while you're doing private security. I just read that online. You did some private... Imagine you're trying to get close to a celebrity to get an autograph, or you're a stalker, you're (laughs) stalking someone, you open the door, and Ken Shamrock is standing there. In a blazer, just going, no, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, not today.
1: (laughs) You got daughters, Ken? I do, yes. Have they brought their boyfriends home yet? I don't know how old they are, but imagine Ken Shamrock opens the door. Hi, I hear you're dating my daughter. Nope, not anymore. (laughs) See ya! Yeah, well, I got a story
0: for you on that one, and uh, it was funny, too, because... I, when I was, actually I was in Susanville, and we, we every Friday night we'd have the guys over for barbecue, and there was John Gunderson, there was Vernon White, you know, there was a lot of elite fighters that were coming to our house, because <laughs> they were a part of our team, and Sarah had this boyfriend that came over to pick her up. Oh well, she God. didn't want them to come inside because all the fighters were there. And I said, well, that's not going to happen because, you know, we, you have to, I have to meet whoever you're going out with. And I haven't met this guy yet. And she got so mad at me. Well, she went upstairs because she had this skirt on. And I always made sure they wore spandex underneath their skirt. And so I said, no, no, you're not going out without, you know, you're not wearing that. You're going to put uh, you know, spandex underneath to go change into some jeans. So she got all mad and ran upstairs. Well, I sent the guys out to the car. Uh-oh. And so all the guys went out the car and just circled it. And I walked out there, and he rolled the window down. This dude's eyes was big as saucers. <laughs> and I said, I looked at him, and I go, it was probably about 5, 5.30 at the time. And I said, so uh, 9 o'clock, good? And the kid just looked at me and went, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> so... We all went back inside. As we were going inside, the dude took off. So <laughs> <laughs> I to go outside to find the guy, and he was gone. And she comes back in, and she just started screaming and yelling at I me. Mean, oh, I, I we bet I did because I didn't know it would work out like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Well, you know what? He he, said, he must have been up to something. <laughs> you know, if he, if he felt that he needed to get out of there, obviously he was doing something wrong.
0: That's what I
1: felt, too, so yeah. <laughs> Ken Shamrock, we can't wait to have the world's most dangerous man in London, Ontario for Comic-Con, comic-con.CA to buy your tickets October 26th and 28th at the Western Fair District. See, he looks scary, but he's a nice guy. <laughs>
0: Great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ken. I hey, appreciate you guys.